welcome back to another episode of the Punt Return Podcast. Week five of the NFL season. We're at the quarter pole of the season. Mm-hmm. And I'm joined, as always, by Josh Woot. How you going, buddy? Um, superb. Superb. I'm and great. Daryl Woodford from Stats Insider. Dr. Data, 3D as we call him. How you going, Daryl? Yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah, busy time of year. Looking forward to NBA a couple of weeks away. So lots of things going on. Lots of things going on, and we just had the conclusion of the AFL and NRL seasons, uh, and obviously a successful season uh, for the for the site and for you personally. Yeah, it was a pretty pretty good year betting wise. Um, a few good DFS wins along the way as well. Uh, we didn't really have much in the, either of the finals. Maybe a small lean towards Collingwood, but it was uh, yeah pretty much a no bet finals weekend. But some yeah really good results over the season, particularly in the totals markets in both sports. Yeah, definitely. And we'll look ahead now to week five of the NFL. And before we do that, we're going to recap uh, our week four results. And the first month of the season um, has been pretty pretty insane. But I, th- I feel like week four kind of um, cleared things up a little bit, Josh, where we found out a little bit more about some teams that we're unsure about. Um, a few teams regressed back to where we thought they would be, some overachieving teams. Uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I think I think we got plenty of teams wrong, as usual. Uh, most seasons you do. There's some, there's some teams that you think, you know, they're going to go terrific, others that you're going to go, they've got no chance. Yep. Um, and then, you know, the Bills will come out and... Beat Minnesota. So there's always that yep. surprise. But most of the teams um, that we were really confident in, like the Rams and things like that, they're going well. But there are a few teams um, I've been pleasantly surprised by, such as like the Ravens and things like that. The Ravens, you know, they're not blowing anyone away, but they're playing they're playing Strong. well. And yep. yeah, things like that. Um, and the Titans and, th- and teams like that that I wasn't super high on, still aren't super high on. Yeah, we'll but. Yeah. I'm hanging some onion to this week on today's episode about the Titans. Oh, yeah? A little sneak peek. Mm-hmm. Uh, scoring an offense up across the board as they all dominate defense so far through the first quarter of this season. We've had 3,030 points scored. That's the most through week four in NFL history, beating 2012. Uh, 344 touchdowns are the most through the first four weeks in NFL history. Again, 2015 was 332, so they smashed that. And 228 touchdown passes are the most through week four in NFL history. Uh, 205 um, was the record previously back in 2013. Uh, offenses and play calling getting better or are defenses getting worse? I think the answer lies somewhere in the middle, uh, potentially. Uh, so speaking of scoring, our lock of the week last week, Daryl, was over 49 in the uh, Rams and Vikings games. We are a little bit iffy about it because we... We didn't have a sort of a consensus lock, but it turns out that uh, it covered and quite easily. Yeah, that one turned out well. I think, was it 69 points or something in the end? So nice. you don't get too much easier than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So great start to the week. When you can head into the weekend with a little bit extra in the bankroll, it always makes you feel good. Yeah, I think I think we've discovered that if we can't all agree on something, we force Daryl to go and over that we both like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're one for one on that at the moment. So that's not too bad. It's not the worst case scenario. Uh Daryl, how did how did yourself and the model do in week four? Yeah, it was a pretty good week. Um, as we, we're kind of noticing, I think now that we're getting into the meat of the season, our number of bets per week is going down. Yep. Um, kind of the advantages we're seeing over the market are decreasing, which is pretty much what we'd expect. Yeah, some good results. Um, the Houston one, Houston ended up being a green play on Sunday. That one won. 
Uh, the shadow is one where if you got the early value, so you got minus two and a half, um, you'd have been doing well. I think that one actually moved to three, and I get I saw some three and a halfs around that people were taking on Sunday. So, yep. and a good example of getting into the early value. Um, San Fran was a green play most of the week. They covered the ten and a half, and they probably should have won that outright. We had them as a money line play as well for most of the week. Um, Giants early value. I mean, the results been good. I mean, we we did a bit of a results summary on the site this week, and one from a modelling perspective, what you always like to see is the bigger edges winning at a higher rate, and I mean that's what we're doing. So overall, we're fourteen and seven on NFL lines, but that's six no on greens, four um, percent profit on college football lines overall, but sixty three percent profit on greens. 21% profit on college football totals overall, 59% on greens. I mean, they're very good numbers. I don't expect them to stay that high throughout the year, but yeah, really good start to see them. And uh, Josh, perfect week from you last week, four for four in week four. Yeah. Um, so I feel like you should do five this week and then six <laughs> and then just gradually just uh, fall 16 from 16 in week 17. Uh, it's not possible, but... I'll give it a go. Yeah. Uh, Did you so, say it's not possible? It's, it's possible, but it's close to impossible. <laughs> Uh, so you had over 49, Minnesota, the Rams, Cincinnati, Atlanta, over 51, Detroit plus three, and Oakland minus two and a half. Um, that was the, probably the easiest one of the... You got, <laughs> you got blessed on that one. Um, uh, speaking oh, of blessed, you've got a, Houston, you've... the model was blessed with Houston with Frank Reich uh, hanging some uh, hanging some onion there and, and saying, I'll go for the win. I liked it, but not many people did. Yeah. Um... Nah, you gotta. You always have to take into account just the cursedness of Cleveland and things like that. Yeah, yeah it all it all panned out exactly. I I wasn't perfect, but I went four one and one on my six plays. Atlanta minus three and a half was a loser, and then Seattle. I I didn't get on early enough like Daryl at the two and a half. I got three, so that was a push. But New England, Chicago over in the Cleveland Oakland game, and Denver plus five. If you got on early in the week, eventually that moved to three and a half on game day. Um, so the plus five. Um, was a great result, and if you were smart enough, you, you could have taken the Chiefs minus three and a half, and and got the nice little four point buffer there if you were, you know, game enough to do that. But we're at the quarter pole, so let's quickly dive into some futures before we get to week five. Uh, the Super Bowl at the moment, the Rams are four dollars favorites. Pats and Chiefs next best at nine dollars. Saints and Jags thirteens. Packers, Vikings, Ravens, and Eagles all at nineteens. Bears, Panthers, Steelers, and Chargers at twenty six, and then the rest are all a lot higher than that. Daryl, anything you like there or anything that stands out? By the way, those prices are just a consensus. Obviously, shop around for more value if, if you uh, have the time or patience. Or, or, yeah, or to be smart. There's a bit of variation across the board in the markets at the moment, and you kind of see very different predictions on different places. So I think there's probably some value there. I mean, I don't personally, I don't play a ton of futures markets, just um, particularly with credit betting removed in Australia now. You're kind of tying up your money for a long time. Yep. Um, we have, what do we have? We have the Rams still about 15, 16%. So we still have them overpriced. Um, they're four bucks or so, as you say at the moment. Yep. Um, the Chiefs are probably the best value still, 12.7%. We have them. Um, and you can get, I think, 10, $11 still on them. Um, and much like I said last week, I think the Patriots are still a bit over. Um, price based on name reputation, we have them eight and a half percent. Football outsiders have the Rams as a thirty point eight percent chance to win the Super Bowl off their DVOA numbers. So if you are a big proponent of that, then the four dollars kind of seems nice. But even then, at this point in the season, I'm not taking four dollars on anyone to win a Super Bowl, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I was to 
you know, put my money anywhere. I think I like the value in that $19 bracket. Packers, Vikings, Ravens, Eagles. Ravens are always good for an upset. Yep. Eagles, because I'm a homer. Yep. <laughs> and Vikings and Packers. Vikings, we were only talking about them, you know, a couple of weeks ago, saying they look like such a well-rounded team. I don't think we can just forget them. Dalvin Cook's not 100% either. Things like that. That. Yep. Yeah. I think definitely it's always going to play in people's minds that the Rams beat them. Yep. And even the Bills beat them. So that I think that will keep their price at that range for a while. Yeah, I think for me, I, I I like the Ravens more. So probably at the AFC level, if I can get, you know, you can get ten dollars at some places to win the AFC. I don't mind that potentially as as a as a deal because you just don't know who they're facing from the NFC. Um, the NFC looks pretty appropriately priced with the Rams being short and the Saints being elsewhere. MVP. Uh, last week, I said Jared Goff was great value at $21. He's now into about 7 or $8 looking around. I know you don't like futures, Daryl, but uh, anything <laughs> anything there that you like particularly or just a flat-out avoid? Uh, I don't play MVP markets. So I haven't even really, we haven't even really priced it up. So, yep. yeah, I don't have anything to add on that one. <laughs> yeah, fair. Josh? Um, oh, it's pretty much just down to Mahomes if he's continuing this pace. But Goff, I mean, he showed last week that he's... It's more than just McVeigh. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. All right. Well, that's the wrap-up of our futures. Um, Before we get into week five, a word from our sponsors. Looking for a bit of a leg up on the punt this weekend? Or you love your NFL, but you're not sure what the value is? Get a sneak peek with Stats Insider's free subscriptions with featured games each day to give you the boost over the bookmakers. Visit statsinsider.com.au to sign up for free right now. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Okay, week five, Chicago and Tampa Bay have the bye after Chicago just gutter stomped them last week. Uh, so let's start with Thursday night football here. Uh, Indianapolis traveled to New England. The, the line is minus 10. The total is 51 or 51 and a half, depending on where you look. Uh, Josh and I, in, in consensus here, we <laughs> like the Patriots minus 10. The double digits does scare me a little bit. But uh, New England are 9-2 and two against the spread in their last 11 games when they've been favoured by double digits. So I think they have a pretty good record here. Um, and historically, the last uh, few games, the Colts have lost seven in a row to New England since uh, Belichick famously went for it on fourth and two to stop giving Peyton Manning the ball back and, and failed spectacularly back in 2009. The Colts are going to be without T.Y. Hilton, Jack Doyle, Marlon Mack, two cornerbacks, and potentially their tackle Left tackle Anthony Costonzo, uh, boom rookie Darius Leonard was in a, a uh, moon boot last week as well. And if you look at New England, they've averaged 177.6 rushing yards a game in their last five against the Colts. And if Darius Leonard's out, they're just going to run all over us. Um, yeah, so I like the Patriots as well. I think the fact that, uh, I, to be honest, I will stay away from this if Gronk is ruled out. Yep. Um, you just don't know how they're going to come out. Um, the fact that Edelman's back... I was, part of me was thinking they were going to limit him, bringing him back in, but he's the kind of player that knows the system inside out. He didn't really need, he doesn't really need the reps or anything like that. And Brady came out midweek saying, you know, it's just, it's so good having him back. And the fact that he's created space within like one second of the snap, he's already in so much space for Brady. It's, it's his perfect safety net. It's, you know, what makes him comfortable. So I think after we saw there was so much doubt, um, on New England starting the season and Miami looking good. And they came out and like made an emphatic statement last week. Yeah. Easy. Easy money. 
Yeah. <laughs> Darryl, straight away. Yeah. <laughs> no, I backed the Pats. <laughs> I knew. I, I did not believe Miami at all. I thought they were overrated. That was one of our uh, talking points last week, and I do think they regressed a little bit, and New England showed their class. Um, and I, I was promised by the snaps Josh Gordon have. I think he'll have more this week as well. Daryl, what's the model got, and, and what's your thoughts on this? Um, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> we have so we have the Patriots winning this thirty-two twenty-one, yep. um, which is you know very slightly leaned over, very slightly into the Patriots. Not enough to bet for me, but yeah, I don't have any problem with New England minus ten. Yeah, definitely. I think it's one to watch as well if Gronk is ruled out um, tomorrow morning um, or this morning, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Happy Friday, everybody! Um, but uh, yeah, that's a big injury sort of person to, to look at. He can uh, kind of change the line a little bit. If it dips to under 10, that might be a play. But then even then, if Gronk's out, you, you might want to just leave leave that game alone and look for another avenue in the game. All right, Baltimore minus three on the road at Cleveland. The total is 47. Daryl, what's the model got here? Uh, so we have Baltimore winning this 24-23 at the moment. So that makes the Cleveland money line um, a play. So it's a small orange play at the moment. Um, I'd be looking for three and a half probably to take us take the line on that one. Um, but yeah, Cleveland money line is an orange smiley at the moment. Okay, 46 and a half some totals as well if you shop around. The old orange smiley. Yeah, the, the old smile. Sly <laughs> smile, I uh, call it. Uh, Josh, your thoughts on this? Have you got a play? Yeah, so two weeks in a row I've uh, predicted the Cleveland game correctly, so I'm trying to make it three from three. Three, Pete. Three, Pete. On the plus three. Yeah, so I like Cleveland um, as underdogs at home. Um, yeah, call it a gut call. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, most of me is thinking, you know, Baltimore look good and I'm talking them up and things like that, but I don't know. Cleveland Cleveland showed last week that they're not the same team as recent years. Even 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 though they lost and they, like, collapsed and things like that, they put up 40 points. They did, so, against the Raiders' defense, though. Oh, to, but, like, they couldn't do that against anyone recently. So yes, it's just to show you that, look, they've, they've, uh, they have come a long way in regards to at least offense. And we know that probably their defensive unit is the stronger of the two units, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think they definitely would like a lot of plays back from last week. They allowed Derek Carter to score 40 points as well. Um, but before that, they, they held the Saints in check and, and teams like that in check earlier on in the season. Yeah. So, yeah, call it a gut call, but I like Cleveland right. at home. So I'm against the man and against the model here because you're <laughs> both on... I'm on Baltimore minus three. I really like Baltimore. Um, I had them highly rated going into the season, so I'm feeling good about myself right now, just the way that they're going. Um, you know, the Browns were kind of robbed last week and but I think overlooked in that was the fact that they had four turnovers and they allowed the Raiders to rack up 565 yards and I do think the Ravens will be able to contain this offense they held Pittsburgh under 300 yards last week and shut them out in the second half two turnovers and then the Ravens they're 5-0 against the spread in their last five games against the Browns and they get Jimmy Smith back to a defensive team that's balanced on in both pass defense and Run defense, they're fifth in pass defense DVOA and fourth in rush defense DVOA. So I do think Baltimore can win. So I like Baltimore minus three and a half. It's moved to three, uh, minus three, sorry. It's moved to three and a half at some places. So um, it might be your last chance to get that line. But if it does dip down to two and a half, I'll probably double dip and reload um, if there is some late money on Cleveland on over the weekend. So there we go. Some 
interesting lines there. It's reminiscent of our Cleveland Jets game where we're all on totally different things. Just shows how the NFL works out like that. It's pretty crazy. All right, Jacksonville at Kansas City. The Chiefs undefeated, minus three, pulled a win out of nowhere against the Broncos at Mile High Stadium. But on a short week, they host the Jags defense. Um, this, purely from a, a viewing standpoint, is fascinating with this Chiefs offense against this Jags defense, Josh. I think that the Jags have a long way to go before we're thinking about them the way we were to begin the season. Yep. A lot has... I originally thought that, you know, it wasn't so much Fournette considering the stats when Fournette was out. Yep. Um, you know, they were 4-0 or something last season. And I thought, you know, maybe it's not so much Fournette, but the last few weeks we've really seen that, you know, Fournette's absence does really hurt them. Despite TJ Yeldon playing well, yep. he's no Fournette and he can't control the game the same way Leonard Fournette does. Yeah, and Fournette can score from anywhere on any run. True. Uh, he's just got that home run ability. Um, I don't like the flat three. It's really annoying line. I, I would love the Jags plus three and a half. Um, I've been waiting to fade Kansas City every week because I just can't buy into their defense. They're terrible. They're 32nd in pass defense and uh, in rush defense and 30th in pass defense on DVOA, which is just terrible. But I just don't know if Jags have the ability to take advantage of that. So I'm going to probably avoid this game. Um, what do you like, Daryl? Um, nothing at the moment. Um, we have Kansas twenty-eight, twenty-three. Um, so I take a two and a half if I could find one small. But yeah, at three, nothing. Um, and obviously three and a half, nothing. Yeah, three is the most annoying line. It's so frustrating. There's so many games that are flat three over the last two weeks. It's it's done it's done my head in. Um, all right, Tennessee minus three and a half at Buffalo. The total is thirty-nine, even thirty-eight and a half at some places. Um, which is a low, low total. Um, but the Buffalo Bills have, have, you know, struggled offensively. They scored zero points last week, and the Tennessee have also struggled to score points um, for a while there. But then they managed to to turn it on and, and put up points against the Super Bowl champs, Josh, and 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 pulled out a victory from nowhere. Uh, thoughts on the, this game? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now the Titans. They do, they do look good, to be honest. They, they're a weird, they're a weird team. They looked good last week. A lot of that was Philly's secondary playing soft. They, they did play soft last week. They got blessed by a couple of calls on those fourth downs as well. They definitely did. Um, but saying that, I don't know where this was two weeks ago. There was, you know, that stinker of a game that they had against the Jags. What, what was that score? Nine to six. And then they they got gifted a win against the Texans because Bill O'Brien punted from the 38 yard line. This team could very easily be two and two or or one and three. Definitely, and I'm not looking past that. But at the same yep. time, you look at Buffalo and you think, surely. Yep. <laughs> surely. Do you have a play or are you just? No, I'm gone. I'm out of that. <laughs> Daryl, what are, what are your thoughts? Um, also passing. Um, we have this twenty-two eighteen Tennessee. Um, so you know, minor lean towards over, but not no value at the prices, and yeah, nothing on the spread. If that total drops to say thirty-seven and a half, that would probably be orange lit. Uh, maybe thirty-seven. Yeah, um, somewhere around there. But yeah, I I think it's more likely to go up and down. But I. I'm leaning towards taking Buffalo plus three and a half here. I just can't cop that this Titans team as a as a road favorite above a field goal. I just I just can't buy into it. Um, they're 26 ranked DVOA and uh, Buffalo are 14th in defense. 
I just can't see them playing as bad as they did at Lambeau last week. I feel like they could get to the quarterback here and, and get a turnover or two or make a play on special teams here and keep this interesting. I just don't see Tennessee doing what the Packers did and just sort of stockpiling a lot of points. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'm going to take Buffalo plus three and a half here. Might even take him a small little dab at the money line and just to see how I go. I just, I, yeah, I, I'm waiting for the perfect opportunity to bet against the Titans because I just don't believe in them at the moment. All right, so this is this. You want the perfect time to bet against them yep. next week against the Ravens. So if they win this week against yep. Baltimore, yep, and it happens how I think, and Cleveland beat the Ravens, yep, or at least the money line anyway. I mean, at least the spread, yep. Then next week, Titans will definitely go into that game as favorite. You reckon? Is it at in Tennessee? And I don't know. I, okay. I don't know off the top of my head. Yep. I just know they're playing the Ravens next okay. week. Okay, there we go. So then you take the Ravens against the Titans. Which I loader, love right? to bet the Ravens right now. See, there yep. you go. Okay. Gave you the perfect prop. All right, well, I'm still taking them this, this week. All right, New York Giants at Carolina. Carolina are seven-point favorites, flat seven. Totals 44 and a half. Daryl, uh, any thoughts on this? <laughs> um, it's the normal theme. Um, yep. Nothing. Um, yeah, we're twenty-seven twenty. I mean, slightly lean towards over. We could probably be interested in over a forty-three and a half or something like that. But yeah, nothing otherwise. Yeah, I I like the over. Um, I don't know why, but I just I feel like the Panthers after the bye, we saw what Alvin Kamara did up the middle against. I'm, I'm putting a bet in the Giants. Yeah. Um, I think the Panthers can score a few points, and I think the, the Giants can put up a, a few points against Carolina as well. I, I'm i just... Yeah, I think the total's a little bit too low. I I'm, I don't believe in the, the Giants' offense too much. Um, I was just saying to Josh before the show, the last time the Giants scored over 30 points in a game was 2015. Um, so I do think the Carolina can... And kind of similar scoreline to last week with the Falcons putting up sort of 30-odd points and then you could, see, you could see 14, uh, you know, 17 to 20 from the Giants against this Panthers' defense although they have been a lot better the last couple of weeks and will be refreshed. But I like over 44.5 here. I think it's too low, and I do think uh, some trends to back it up as well. So the last uh, five of the last seven seven Giants and Panthers matchups have a total average total of 50.7, and they've gone over in five of the last seven. So um, that's that's pretty low, uh, pretty big gap from 50.7 to 44.5. So I'll take the over here. Cool. Um, yeah, I don't mind the overplay. I there's too many question marks about the Giants for me. I just don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna turn up on any given week. Um, saying that though, I still think I have more faith in Carolina to get the victory. So I'm going Carolina minus seven coming off the bye. I think they're gonna be rested. I think Cam and CMC are gonna have pretty decent weeks. Yeah, I think uh, it's not a bad play. I might wait and see if till sort of early morning on Sunday, see if it gets to six and a half. Um, potentially, uh, see how we go. Just, just wait it out. Wait it out. Uh, but if it gets seven point five, you miss the boat. <laughs> uh, Denver at the Jets. The Jets are one point favorite here. Total forty two and a half. Uh, yeah, I like the Broncos here. I know you're in agreement with me here. Uh, I feel like Denver. I know they lost, and and they'll feel bad about that loss because they had plenty of chances to win that game, especially with that last play with Case just overthrowing Demarius Thomas slightly. But there was a few plays in that game that really went against them. Uh, the clock expired on one of those plays that Mahomes um, picked up some big yardage on that, that should have been taken back and been a, a delay of game penalty. And, you know, just little things like that. I feel like Denver still haven't found their stride offensively and they're still still putting up points. I feel like Case Keenum, 
I'm not expecting him to be like he was last year, but even if he can be sort of 20% better than how he's played, um, they're, they're, a better, they're a better side here. And I feel like their defense, um, you know, they held Mahomes in check for three quarters of that game. I think they'll have no issue here um, against the Jets defense and that check down Sam Darnold offense. Yeah, I think that all they need is a little bit of luck to go their way. Um, but the way I view this is that to stifle the Jets is all you, like, they have a weak offensive line and the the defensive line of Denver we saw last week Von Miller was inches yeah. away from and, and that was against much better tackles exactly and you know and that's also against um you know arguably the best quarterback in the league at the moment who's just doing whatever he wants yep and Donald's not playing on that level and yeah I, I like the fact that you know um, Von Miller could get to Donald a couple of couple of times. Broncos are three no straight up in the last three against the Jets. Too. Boop, boop, boop. That means nothing in this. <laughs> no, it does. It does. Donald's never. I hate historical stats. I'm like sorry. It. Unless it's it. the same quarterback, coach, running back tandem. <laughs> nah. Uh, Daryl, what have you got? Uh, so we're getting to a more interesting bit of the slates now. So we have under 42 and a half orange here. Um, no real opinion on the head-to-head or the spread here, and we have a 21-20 Jets at the moment. But 42.5, I think, is just enough value to have a small bet on the orange. On the under. On the under. On the orange. You can still bet on yeah. the orange. That's Denver. That's Denver. <laughs> that might, we, might be in a, we might have a lock of the week here. He said orange, so uh, potentially. Uh, all right, Atlanta at Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh are three-point favorites. The total is 57.5. It's actually moved to 58.5. Oh, damn. Across the board here. <laughs> Um, I got on a 57. <laughs> this feels like a desperate, de- this feels like a playoff game. I feel like Atlanta are too good to fall to one and four and no, Steelers are too good to fall to one, three and one. Um, I'm going to pass this game. I just don't want to touch it here with these two desperate teams. So, um, I'm not going to bother. Uh, Daryl, what's your thoughts on this one? Um, so I've gone, interestingly, I've gone 29, 25 with the models projections at the moment. Um, under 57.5 was an orange play when I looked at this earlier. I haven't bet this one. I was hoping it would go up a little bit, and I'm pleased to hear it has. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where that line ends up. But, yeah, on the under, um, I don't imagine 58.5 would have been enough to go green. So still a small bet there. Small bet. All right. I was trying to find a stat that I – I'll try to remember off the top of my head. But this, if this – so if it – if it had stayed at fifty-seven and a half, not even at the fifty-eight and a half that it's jumped to now, yep. if it sorry, it's still fifty-seven and a half at some places. Other places, it's fifty-eight and a half. There's Get on, some, that's my bet. There's some um, some variance here in price. I'm All right, so Daryl's my you know, apologies. Daryl's drinking some alcoholic orange. I think. I think the over is the play. Um, <laughs> oh, wow, Shots we might get the middle. We got the middle. Yeah. yeah. yeah when right, it finishes right. on fifty-eight points, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, cool. I like be, it. That's the lock of the week. Exactly fifty-eight <laughs> exactly. points. Load up. It's like a fifty-to-one shot. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. I think the I think the stat was if that it was if it uh, stayed at fifty-seven and a half before the uh, before kickoff. Yep. I think it was only. Four times that that ever been over that mm-hmm. high. Yep. And every single one of those times it went over significantly. Okay. So I think I I like I like history in that regard. <laughs> when it suits your when it argument. suits when it suits my argument. 
<laughs> I love yeah. it. This is the perfect degenerate betting. <laughs> we only like the stats when it suits our bets. Um, all right. Yeah. Perfect. Well, but I who, love who, it. No, I love I'd it. see that as a huge game. Both yeah. teams much, much, much stronger Atlanta's, on offense than defense. Atlanta's definitely going to concede 35 points. Uh, yeah, they could. Um, if the, if the Steelers had Le'Veon Bell, it could have been 45. Um, but James Conner will have to do here. Yeah, it's it, it's a hard avoid for me. It's more just pass the popcorn and, and watch that. It's a it's going to be a great DFS uh, matchup. So check out the DFS the NFL DFS out. from Down Under podcast. Check that out if you haven't already. All right, Green Bay minus one at Detroit. Total is fifty one. Daryl, uh, what do we like here? Um, so we have this twenty six twenty five, but the other way. So we have Detroit a one point favorite. Um, it's enough to give Detroit a small money line play. Um, it'll be my usual argument here that I'd probably be looking at, you know, three on the spread. But, um, yeah, we'll take the money line. Yeah. Detroit's one of those teams I love to back as a, as a underdog rather than a favorite. I feel, just feel much better as them as an underdog than a favorite. So I'm avoiding that completely. And I'm taking the over 51 here. And I think, Josh, you're in agreement here. Yeah, I like it. Um, I kind of has the makings of a shootout to me. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. I, that's. It's, it always seems to be a shootout with these teams. Always. Always. Uh, it's, it is. And I feel like Green Bay, I know that it was only 22-0 last week, but there was a lot of drop passes from Geronimo Allison in the red zone. Um, a few things like that that could have pushed that higher, a lot higher. So Green Bay, Green Bay have played three straight over games um, before that, that game last week. And so they're taking on the Lions here, who have had overs in all of their games except for the shutdown defensive effort that Matt Patricia had against the former team that he used to coach for. So that kind of skewed his defense, I think, with the inside knowledge that he had there. So all their other games have been over. All of Green Bay's other games, except for last week against uh, lackluster Bills, went over. Um, so I feel like, yeah, this this game could be potentially a shootout. And the last, uh, last uh, where is it, total's gone over in the Packers' last five games against the Lions, so an average score of 52. Nice. So That bodes we well for this, considering yeah. it's 51. Yep. So. Going back to Detroit, do you think that um, Patricia was kind of just not not just the inside information? Do you think he was just solely focusing? I think so. All his efforts on that game I for the first like three it's weeks. His one goal this year was to win against the the Pats. Yeah, <laughs> and be now it. the rest of it's just yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll see what we can do. Just keep afloat. Yeah. Don't get fired. Uh, so yeah, all right. So over fifty one from us here. Uh, Dow has it exactly fifty one. So. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a lock potentially. We'll, we'll come back to it. Miami at Cincinnati. Cincy minus six and a half. It was five early on in the week, which is what I took. Sorry, I didn't pass that on, Daryl. I saw your message <laughs> on our document there. 49 and a half is the total. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, Daryl, what have you got? Uh, so we have this 30-22 Cincy at the moment. So yeah, I'd have took the minus five if I could have got that. Um, minus six and a half. Yeah, it's kind of on the verge now of being no bet or orange. Um, I think we're leaning no bet at the moment, but one to keep an eye on as we get closer to the game. Yeah, I took that, I think, 15 to 20 minutes after it opened. Um, when they straight away opened, I thought, no, that's too low. Um, I think Cincinnati are a much stronger team, even without Tyler Eifert. Um, oh, just thinking about that injury makes me feel sick. Um, yeah, I just think they're a much better team. Miami were exposed last week. Now they've got to go on the road here. Cincinnati, outstanding effort. Dalton looks locked in. He he looks good this year. The Red Rocket. The Red he's Rifle. I feel like he's like, 
he has to wait for the the blood moon or something to to reunite. He's good like every three years. It's 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 really weird. Um, so yeah, I like when's Cincinnati. his contract up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like Cincinnati minus five. If it gets to seven, I will take Miami plus seven and and hope for a hope for a six point win here. Or yeah, um, and see how we go there. Josh, any thoughts on this one? No, if I had to pick a team, I think I'd pick Cincinnati, especially the fact that it's under seven. I think they can I, they can do that. Yep. All right, next one. Oakland at the Chargers. Chargers are five-point favorites. Totals 53.5. Passes from both Josh and I. I. It's just hard to trust the Chargers um, as favorites more than a field goal given the way their special teams is going. Another few missed field goals and missed extra points from Caleb Sturgis. And they nearly blew it against C.J. Bethard and the 49ers. Uh, but uh, I think Daryl might be a pass as well. Yeah, we have this charges by six. And every time I read LAC at the moment, I can't help but think Sippers. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, never this... entered my mind and now it will never I'll leave change it. it to, I'll change it to lock. L-A-C-H. Does that help? Yeah, that's much better. Yeah, okay. I mean, we could just, yeah. for all intents and purposes, we could just keep referring to them as the San Diego Chargers because deep down in our hearts, that's what they are. Um, but yeah, no play for us across the board. Um, yeah, not a not a great betting game at all, given these two teams uh, against the spread record so far this season. Uh, Arizona at San Fran. San Fran minus four and a half, total forty one. Josh, CJ Bethard, can you believe? The, give me CJ beat hard. Yeah, um, <laughs> he did get beat hard. He got absolutely walloped. He did. He's a tough bugger. He, he really did. is. He did, and he is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I like San Francisco in this spot. I think they. They showed they can still put up points. I think they showed that they're not a team that, you know, they're not going to win many games this season, but they're going to be able to put up points. And this is the kind of team that they're going to be able to put points up against. And if they're going to have a chance at a victory, it's going to be against Arizona. And four and a half to me is just, that's nothing. I don't know. I feel like the the uh, the Rosen one or the Chosen one might might be able to pull this out here for the for the Cardinals. I, I kind of liked what I saw from Rosen. Why do you hate CJ? Last week there was a lot of bad drops from JJ Nelson and a couple of other players that really could have they could have won that game Arizona last week. So um, I'm going to avoid this game completely. If I am going to go away, it would be the total, and I think Daryl might convince me. Yep. So I mean, we have this um, San Francisco by four. So yeah, no play on the side there, but yeah, leading towards the over forty-one. So that's an orange play at the moment. If it dropped to forty point five forty, um, I think it might turn into a bit of a bigger play. But yeah, on the over there, it's trending that way. Over forty-one currently two dollars at Pinnacle, so it could eventually. Yeah. It's probably hit. because San Fran's going to win by forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, all right, uh, Minnesota at Philadelphia uh, NFC Championship rematch. Pass me the popcorn. Philly are three-point favorites. Total is 45 here. I've gone with a firm no play here. I am worried about Minnesota's offensive line against Philly, but I'm also worried about Philly's cornerbacks against this Minnesota wide receivers. So in that regard, I am just backing away from this game, but at the same time, sitting down and enjoying it. So, Josh, what have you got? I do think it'll be a good game. Yep. A um, couple of things. Minnesota's defense, nothing that we expected. They... Points. I, I know it was against yeah. the Rams. I feel like the Rams are going to do that against anyone last week. They were just locked on. It yeah, it's ridiculous. But saying that, I don't know. They've, they've, you know, the Bills. Yeah, <laughs> the Bills weren't supposed to put up any points. True. So but they, was... they still scored 
plenty. Yeah, I mean, they only, still only lost by seven to the Rams after the Rams put up that historic performance. Oh, so no, Kirk, I, Kirk Cousins had a great game last week. Yeah, he did. And yeah. Minnesota's offense is is firing. And I think despite despite Philadelphia, um, their defense being looked at, you know, as one of the premier units going into the season as well, similarly to pretty much how Minnesota is somewhat built. Yep. They're, they're allowing plenty of points just through their secondary alone. It's not so much their defensive line. The defensive line's still performing. Yep. It's their secondary. Jalen Mills is getting beat a lot. And it's sometimes, you know, it, there's, there's games where they kind of, the cornerbacks will just sit deeper and they'll allow yardage underneath, but they won't concede in the red zone. Yep. But this season, it's been in the red zone as well. And uh, losing McLeod hasn't helped. Mm-hmm. So he's gone for the season. So that didn't help last week as well. And you saw that... Um, you saw that with the late touchdown to the Titans in overtime. So I think, you know, that is that all plays to the over to me. I think there's going mm. to be plenty of points, and I think that both teams are going to be able to put up, you know, in the 30s. Saying that, it does make me a little nervous when Philly play at home because the score tends to be lower. Yeah, 18-12 against the Falcons, 20-16 uh, against the Colts. So, you know, there is some, some there, but I feel like this is, like, Probably the easiest defense they faced in the last few weeks, apart from the Bucks, obviously. Um, the Falcons in Week One—that was when they were a good defense with Keanu Neal and Deion Jones. The Colts' defense very underrated, um, whereas the Vikings now with that Everson Griffin, Anthony Barr doesn't look interested as well. Yeah, I don't mind the over if I was going to make a play here, but I'm going to or is stay this away. the lock? Stay, potentially. Uh, let's see what uh, Daryl has here for from that uh, from this game. Yes, yeah, so a couple of these later games we quite like. So we've got the Philly money line here. So we make this Philly by six. Um, so minus three gives us a decent edge. So yeah, Philly money line. I'm loving this. Philly, <laughs> Keep it going. Philly minus three. Both uh, orange plays at the moment. Uh, minus two and a half on Philly would definitely be a green one. Um, we're also on the over 45 and a half. So we make that, what, 48. So it was 45 and a half earlier. 45 is even better. So over and Philly. Yeah, it looks like it's going to jump to 45.5 very soon. 45 is down to about $1.83 um, when you're looking around. So the flat 45, if you can get it, jump on now, potentially. This will be heartbreaking for Minnesota if they lose. It, it's tough. They're, they're a much better team than what their record suggests. Um, so we'll... Uh, it's a tough hole. Same could with the Falcons. Could be value in future weeks, though, if Minnesota do lose. Yeah, same with the same with the Falcons as well, because they have a, actually after this game, the Falcons have a much easier schedule. It lightens up a little bit, um, and then they the, the run home. They play a lot more division games against Panthers and and whatnot. Uh, all right, Char- uh, L.A. Rams minus seven on the road at Seattle. Total is fifty. Um, I'm avoiding this. Games between these two have always been kind of weird. Even when the Rams sucked under Jeff Fisher, they managed to win in Seattle a few times, and then Seattle. I've snuck a few games when the Rams were good at the LA Coliseum and things like that. So these games are always weird between these two teams. So I'm just going to flat out avoid it here. I'm going Rams uh, minus seven. Oh, I'm putting it in. Point. I'm putting it in now. Wow. Contentious. That's huge. <laughs> oh, here we go. Man versus machine uh, play here. <laughs> Daryl, what have you got? Uh, so it's probably our only real green bet of the week at the moment. Seattle money line and Seattle plus seven. Wow. Um, I'm going against the green. Yeah, it's never good. I'd love, I'd love the seven and a half if we can get there, but I'd probably still take seven um, game day. Okay, yeah, seven. It's just... I wouldn't. I would not go to seven and a half, but I think I, I, I like seven, especially the fact that Earl Thomas is out now. 
Um, that is a massive loss. It, He's played on, so well. On any given week, you don't know how, like, what Rams wide receiver is going to go off. They spread the ball evenly across the field every single week. I don't think there's, you know, I, I think they can pick apart any defense. And uh, last week, we, we saw just how clinical they can be. Yep. And Minnesota's defense, despite us just ripping on them, is better than Seattle's. Yep. Russell Wilson will need an MVP-like performance to win this game for Seattle, but he's capable of it. So that's why I just avoid at all costs here. All right, Dallas at Houston, minus three. It's actually three and a half at some places as well, so shop around. Uh, totals 45 and a half. I like Dallas plus three and a half here. Uh, I wasn't that impressed from the Texans last week against the Colts. Um, so, yeah, I like Dallas plus three and a half. It's not much of a home field advantage when you're in Texas. Uh, I feel like Dallas is still going to be the more popular team uh, wherever they go in Texas. So I like Dallas plus three and a half. I think they have a better defense. And, I'm, you know, Houston's defense is a little bit overrated. People see J.J. Watt and Jadavian Clowney and things like that. They allowed Andrew Luck to throw for like nearly 500 yards last week. Tyrone Matthew got beat on the outside by our running back leaping for a ball. I don't know. I feel like Ezekiel Elliott could have a field day here for the Texans and I'll, uh, I'll uh, for the Cowboys against the Texans. So I'll take Dallas. Plus three and a half, especially now that I can get it over a field goal. Yeah, um, I I think the three and a half is pretty good. Um, I think it's more the Houston secondary that is rough. I still do like their defensive line. Obviously, Clowney, Clowney did look good last week though. Still against yep. the Colts. Um, yeah, so their 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 front, their defensive front is solid, but yeah, they just, give up big plays, like yeah. big plays. They are they are quite good against the rush. They are second in DVOA defense, but it's more the receiving aspect of the running back and Zeke. That was his coming out game as a receiver. He had a hundred and something yards. They they realize that they can use him in the passing game. So I think that's the matchup for them to exploit. And now that Houston have seen that, they're going to have to cover adequately for that, and it might help the wide receivers a little bit more. So I'm going to take yeah, I'm sticking. Sticking by it, so hopefully Zeke can lead me to glory here. What have you got, Daryl? Um, so when I did this earlier, it was minus three. Houston minus three was an orange belt. Minus three and a half certainly wouldn't be. If it's gone to three and a half, I'd just stay away. Yeah, I'm just looking around. It's yeah, it's three and a half now on Pinnacle. Um, two dollars, like two dollars and five, um, is the the minus three and a half. So the plus is about a dollar eighty. Um, so mm. you're not getting as much like as you know the pick and price, but you're still getting that extra half point there. Um, so, yeah, that makes it tough. That that line's probably going to move back and then back again, I think, in the lead-up to that game. What a stinker of a game for Sunday Night Football, just quietly. Um, all right, Washington at New Orleans. New Orleans minus 6.5. Washington off the bye. 52.5 is the total. Uh, I'm a pass here. This is more from a, a DFS perspective. I like this game. Yes. Yeah, kind of share the same views as you. I think that... Mm, I don't know. I kind of like Washington. They're in a, they're kind of in a spot that they could put up points. And you know, New Orleans are due for a game that they, where they put up a stinker. But uh, I was hoping it'd go to seven, but it's now it's now minus. It's a flat six at Pinnacle as well. So it's nah, actually gone, so it's the, gone other the other way. way. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl, uh, we have the Saints by seven total fifty three. Just yeah, nothing. Nothing at all. That's so pretty much any the climactic. <laughs> Yeah, it should be a good game to watch, but um, potentially not. As Washington a... is still flying under the radar, aren't they? They've only played three games. I feel like I need to see a fourth game. Week four is way too early for a bye week. Oh, no. They're it's... sneaky good. 
I think yeah, they're sneaking. We need to. I need, yeah, if they beat New Orleans, then I'm in. I'm in on Washington. You know what? I'm in on Washington until Jordan Reed gets injured. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. All right, we'll come back after our ad break and lock down a lock of the week. There are touchdowns, and then there are. Experience a true touchdown with a Stats Insider premium subscription. That's NFL predictions and value plays for every game, giving you the ultimate edge against the bookies. Touchdown in every way possible this season. Go premium today at statsinsider.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Okay, lock of the week time. Bit of a mess. Um, I'm just trying to look through the document here to see if there is anything that we all agree on. I I could be talked into Minnesota, Philly over. Um Potentially. Uh, Daryl, is there anything that me and Josh are uh, consensus on that you don't mind or you could see the model eventually coming around on? Um, well, that 51 total um, in Green Bay, Detroit. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we'll end up with an orange on it, but I think we probably will, you know, it might well be plus 1, plus 2%, so more or less in line with the juice. So, yeah, I don't mind that one. Um, and then, yeah, the Philly is the only other one I can see. Hmm. All right, so... I don't know. It's when there's <laughs> when there's orange for the model. I like I like it, and I was leaning towards potentially picking over in the Minnesota Philly game, and it worked last week backing the Vikings. So I think yeah. we should lock it down. What do you What are your thoughts on? Mate, lock it in. Lock it in. All right, we'll lock in Minnesota at Philly over flat forty five. So get in quick because um, here at the punt return we are market movers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not really, but um, you know. Lock it in, Minnesota at Philly over 45 uh, as the lock of the week. Um, in consideration, if you are playing at home, Green Bay, Detroit over 51 was uh, the secondary runner there for uh, lock of the week. Daryl, before we wrap we have things... We second runners now, that's great. Yeah, yeah silver <laughs> medal. Before we wrap things up, uh, I see you've written a couple of college plays um, on the uh, on the document that are worth noting. Are they? I'd imagine they're green lit. Yeah, so these are a couple of green ones, probably they put the curse on them, but um, at the moment, and obviously this is college ones do change quite a lot by game day, so always worth checking the website, but at the moment we have under in the um, UCLA-Washington game, and Oregon State plus 17, or plus 17 and a half, you can get in a couple of places um, as the green lit plays of the week. Okay, worth considering, and I'll drop my uh, college football uh, article tomorrow for Stats Inside, I don't know if anyone want to read it, I'm having a shocking season last week was one of my worst ever weeks, um, just personally. Um, I only put five plays, so I managed to still go okay on the, on the five, but uh, I know um, from listening to a whole heap of different uh, podcasts and things that a lot of people, the house really cleaned up last last week on, on college football with a lot of, um, a lot of upsets and, and strange results. So kind of a weird week, but we'll bounce back. Uh, Josh, any final thoughts on week five before we wrap things up? No, for me personally, I uh, I went from four plays last week to what nine. Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah, so yeah, nine plays. We'll see what happens. That's uh, if I hit on if you, I hit you on get nine out of nine. I I don't know. That, that's incredible. Yeah. Oh, you can text me on my yacht. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that wraps things up. You can follow us on Twitter at Woot and Why. You can follow Daryl on Twitter at DP Woodford and Stats Insider on Twitter as well at Stats Insider. And please check out Stats Insider for those subscription packages. What's the well, website called? Stats Insider. Stats Insider. <laughs> um, well worth it. Um, check that out. And we'll be back next week. And everyone, have a good week. <laughs>